0: Good, morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to week number eight of the Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am the star of the show, Wes Easley, at loafing it over there on Twitter, and you can follow my co-host, Rob Norton, at Norton0723, over on Twitter as well. How are you doing tonight, Rob?
1: I am doing great. How are you doing, Wes?
0: I'm doing fine. Did you see how I self-proclaimed myself the star of the show? That was my new intro I said I had last week, and I kind of wanted to keep it in the can a little bit because I don't don't remember why last week. But the star of the show, I kind of like that.
1: I liked it. I like it. I like it for sure.
0: you're the star of the show my friend you're you're all over twitter nowadays i i I said that because i'm like boy rob norton his star is just shining really bright he is taking off into the twitter's atmosphere the the podcasting atmosphere the vodcasting i don't even know what you call the video stuff vodcasting atmosphere right now you're all over the place rob you you you're on jeff lambert's show just the other day
1: yeah yeah last night actually um yeah it was a it was a lot of fun. Jeff reached out uh, and um you know I've been talking with him on Twitter for a while now and things like that so I was I was pumped to get to uh, guest on on uh, their show so it was a lot of fun for sure
0: yeah Jeff and all his guys are, are a great bunch of people they do a lot of great work in the fantasy community you're over there on Dadbot as well still writing for uh last word on sports and I'm not I'm not used to the other one the ones that you put out on Friday what what is that name rom?
1: yeah it's uh betting predators uh okay. with chris chris dell um he's uh at mad journalist on uh on twitter and uh yeah he's he started up that uh betting predators site and um so i've been writing writing some uh more more tournament centric gpp centric uh draft kings articles for him and uh one's a you know a, a tournament like kind of st- strategy uh article and then the uh, podcast uh on Friday nights and and then the uh recap article uh usually on Mondays.
0: I got I gotta do that. I gotta get over there. I gotta I gotta start doing more podcasting things and and not being afraid of my technology that I have in my hand. I gotta get into the Discord on the baby bowl stuff too because we know the baby bowl is your little you know your baby. You're the daddy of the baby bowl and and, and your wife is the mama of the baby bull. Your son is the son of you know all those things. And as we talk about the baby bowl and stars this guy is now appearing. I think he's on a regular pace now to be able to appear on this podcast every two or three weeks, Rob, is what Juan Signs is doing. Congratulations, Juan, on winning week number
2: seven, just like you won week number four or five a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I hope I can make it an annual thing with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it seems like it already, Rob, is what it feels like.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's always awesome to get one on the show. Uh, get that energy. And, uh, I love, uh, getting to talk to him. And, um, I'm, I'm definitely glad he uh, was able to pull it out.
0: Yeah. Juan signs over there on Twitter at KBD cards, does a little bit of card trading over there with his son Cadence as well. Uh, So he's, he's always active and about on Twitter, especially trading cards. I, I, I wish I could do that. I started looking through the cards the last time I talked to you, Juan, and I (laughs) saw that I have like this old Michael Jordan gold card. I don't know what it is. My mom buys these cards. Whenever she goes to, like, like uh, I don't want to say rummage sales, garage sales, but uh, also like like depot days and stuff. And she'll just come home with a big old box of cards and say, here you go. And I'm, I'm going, Mom, I'm 50. You know, I'm 50 years old now. And you want me to go through these cards like I'm 10 years old? And so I do. I go through the cards. And I'm like, oh, that's hmm. a cool one. That's a cool one. So I enjoy doing it, uh, uh, Juan. But I found that gold Michael Jordan card.
2: Yeah, those the Michael Jordan ones. They go for a lot. I would get that checked out if I were you. You never know.
0: It's still in the plastic. I mean, it's like in the in the box and everything. I, I, don't, I don't know. I
2: don't I'll, know. I'll check it. Yeah, out. I would look at it. You can send me a picture of the back of it, and I can find out some details for you on that. But I would look okay. at it. A All lot right, of the well, cards that come from rubbing sales are top. People find a lot of good stuff like that. So keep doing that. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you have a lot of those garage sales and everything there in Hawaii? Where you're from?
2: Uh, so over here, no, it's nothing like, um, on the mainland where you can like look in the news- newspaper and get a ton of them and go driving around. Like you can probably get like 10 a weekend over here, but everyone's <laughs> going to those same 10 as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's not diluted down. All right. No. Hey, let's talk about your lineup a little bit, Rob. Uh, well, Juan, and and I want to ask you, Rob. Joe Burrow was who he put in at quarterback 39 baby bowl points last week when I was watching this game. Cause they were playing against the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta Falcons defense. Of course, is not as great of a defense as we had not the best defense in the league anyway. But I noticed that the, the, Cincinnati Bengals, it just didn't look like they were able to run the ball, Rob, at all. I don't know what that offensive line has done, but they're just not running really well with Mixon. Am I, am I wrong on that? Is, is all his analytic stuff good, or should we be a little bit worried about Mixon for the rest of the season?
1: I think when it comes to Mixon, uh, the usage is there. Um, it's, a, it's, it's It's been tough so far. Uh, I, I still have faith in him um, just because the usage is there. And you, we know usage kind of outweighs everything, uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to running backs. So, I mean, he's still top five in snap share, top five in opportunity share, uh, fourth in carries, third in weighted opportunities, fourth in targets, even like that. That's the thing that's been really ticked up this year. He's averaging five targets a game. Um, so, and he's, uh, I think he's fourth in receptions, sixth in receiving yards. So, I mean, he really, really, uh, is getting a lot of, uh, good work and that's more of what i care about than anything um and i think the offense as a whole uh is is good is is really sure. good. It's good it should be a good scoring offense so uh i i do think that uh he he should be just fine really
0: yeah, red zone looks too. I think he's getting a lot of red. I think he had the most mm-hmm. red zone looks, or second most, or something like that in the league. When I was looking at that the other day, Wad, uh, you also put, talk about running backs here. You you put Josh Jacobs in and Ken Walker the uh, third. Both of those guys are on heaters because I mean, those, Jacobs. I have never seen Jacobs be this productive since his last year there at Alabama in the in the league. I, I, is he in the? I wonder if he's in the contract year or something. What made you want to put Josh Jacobs in there? Was it just his opponent?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't match up on that for sure um, on that play. And it's always hard for me playing my Raiders because uh, I'm a Bronco fan. But yeah. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, I don't know. He seems like he's getting stronger to me every week. You know, and he's – I don't know. I think he he, did, he he ate it up. I couldn't believe it. No, and Ken Walker gave you
0: 29 Baby Bowl points. Jacobs gave you 37. You paired up Burrow with Chase, and he's at 33 Baby Bowl points last week. And it's a good thing you did because I think – Chase now has a hip injury after running all over the Atlanta Falcons last week. And I think he might might be out for like four to five weeks. Juan, I don't know if I if I saw that news correctly.
2: Uh, that's correct. I, I just saw it too, a little bit ago. I think it's like six weeks almost.
0: Oh my, That that's good for yeah. Higgins owners. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd's that's really going to be good for him. Hayden Hurst, that's going to be another pickup. So we got to yep. make sure that we are smart about that when we are playing our baby bowl lineups. I, I thought I saw too, where they wanted to run the ball maybe a little bit more, but I'm not really buying into that all the way. I will trust Rob Norton's off the cuff statistics that he has, but I'm just seeing the eyeball <laughs> test. I didn't like it too much. Brandon Iook gave you 15 Baby Bowl points. Everett gave you 11 Baby Bowl points from the tight end position. And you put Godwin in there. I think he gave you 12 Baby Bowl points if I'm not mistaken. A very fancy lineup that really did well because of those Cincinnati Bengals won. Good job picking yeah. on the Atlanta Falcons, my friend.
2: I can't believe it. It took me two years to get back again, and now I did it in a couple of weeks, so I, I love it. It's coming around.
0: I, I give, all,
2: I give all, all credit to Cadence, I, your son.
0: I, I'm sure you had a couple of picks there with Cadence. Uh, what do you think, uh, Rob? I, I was looking at Brandon Ayuk, and I know he only had 15 baby Bowl points last week, but they seem to be using him a lot more, maybe even using, I don't want to say using Debo less, but as far as a wide receiver goes, it seems like Ayuk is the guy, but in that San Francisco offense, that may not mean a lot.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Um so San Francisco, they have a ton of playmakers now, especially with McCaffrey there now. So um I think it's going to be really inconsistent for the pass catchers week to week because we know San Francisco is a team that wants to run the ball a lot. They want to play extremely efficient. They want to turn Jimmy G into a game manager. Um so, you know, they're they're hoping he throws about 25 passes, 28 passes a game and with Debo Ayuk and Kittle, plus plus the passes to McCaffrey to go around. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for for guys to be super consistent in that passing game, especially.
0: Okay, hey, all right. When I say CMC to you, Juan, when I you know Christian McCaffrey, and how many fantasy points per week? Whenever I just say the name Christian McCaffrey, how many fantasy points pop in your head? Twenty five. Twenty five. <laughs> Rob, when I say okay, Christian McCaffrey, how many fantasy points pop in your head?
1: Yeah, tw- I, that's twenty five was what I was thinking too.
0: Okay, so uh, back in the Carolina days, that's what we're used to. I'm wondering if we're going to see those same kind of results in that San Francisco offense. And and I guess it's a question to both of you, really. And I'll, I'll dr- address it to you first one, whether or not my my concerns are valid or not because you know I, I'm a worry that's, that's I'm a worry and so I thought I have any Christian McCaffrey shares but I'm still worried about my non-existent Christian McCaffrey shares going into that San Francisco system in Carolina he was the man he he, he was the only guy there he was wearing a Superman's cape, he, and and he had every opportunity there in Carolina that he wanted and that he could handle but in San Francisco he, there's a plethora of talent there's a plethora of running backs we know how San Francisco likes to just toss new running backs in there all the time and just share the carries and everything. I'm just wondering if we're going to be able to expect a 25 point Christian McCaffrey, or do we need a lower expectations, tamper them down a little bit to maybe that 18 point mark, which is still a running back one, right? One are my, are my, are my uh, concerns
2: valid? Uh, very valid. I think like the Niners always do is they use multiple running backs. Plus they throw Debo Samuel in there. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is definitely going to be the, the horse back, but. Um, I think it's going to be tampered down too. I agree with you. I told, and but eighteen to twenty, I'm happy with that all day long. Yeah, that's true. That,
0: that's what I always
2: do, Rob. Whenever I start getting worried, and I go,
0: "Well, how many points can I expect out of them?" Then and I'm going eighteen. Well, that, that's pretty good, Rob. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I've kind of you know settled in the same kind of thing. So my initial reaction was I was really down on it, just from the sense of um, I'm so into volume, and I also you know the fact that like I they don't want to throw the ball a lot and I want my running backs to catch the ball a lot. So but the thing is I then I, I think it's going to be offset by he's going from arguably the worst offense in the NFL to one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL with one of the best play callers and the best schemers, especially from a run scheme. I mean we we see these guys who were essentially no names. I mean, you say Raheem Moster, we didn't know who he was before San Fran. He was undrafted. Uh, Elijah Mitchell was what? Sixth round pick. Jeff Wilson is an undrafted kind of guy and they all plug in and are awesome in the system. So now you get a elite talent to plug in. Um, I think he's going to be extremely, extremely efficient. And I think the efficiency and the extra touchdown opportunities could help offset the, the, uh, lack or not really lack of but decrease in volume um i think it hurts him a little bit more in like full ppr and half ppr sta- uh, standpoint just the floor uh because like you said there's so much talent to go around he might not get as much of the opportunity share but like you said 18 to 20 points uh, a week and then he probably will have even a higher ceiling and upside with the more more uh he'll have a little bit lower floor because of less opportunity but a higher ceiling with the uh better offense and more touchdown opportunities. So he could sp- have a lot bit more spike weeks than usual.
0: Huh. That, 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 that's an interesting thought. Plus, Debo might be a little bit banged up. You never know how those mm-hmm. things go. Okay, very good. Very good. Rob Norton, I'm going to count on you to gather up the top 10 that we have now, not just for last week, but for overall standings, please, sir. And while you do so, I will remind everybody that, that we do not practice this show beforehand. And I am not really diligent about show notes. All right. So any kind of statistic that Rob Norton gets you, or off the cuff. It's, it, that is, it's floating around in his brain. All right. That's what that's what it is. It's floating around in his brain. He knows these things. I'm not going to say he's nerding out on this stuff every single day. I don't know what he does at work other than look at fantasy football stats, but you can find him. Don't tell my at, word. At 0723 over on Twitter. He's a great follow. Always answering questions. Juan, I think that that's what attracted uh, you over to uh, Rob to at first and the baby bowl and everything as well was just the friendliness of Rob on Twitter and answering your questions here and there that you that you threw his way over there.
2: Oh yeah. Rob probably used to get tired of me messaging probably every other weekend. Hey Rob, <laughs> what do you want me to do? What should I do here, man? Like in the beginning I was getting used to it and, and stuff, you know? And so Rob really helped me out though. It was really nice. And yeah, definitely the friendliness from him. Definitely. It went good.
0: Yeah, Rob, this is as much your team as it is my team now at this point of the year because you told me <laughs> everything to do. What do we need to do next? You know, that kind of thing. Follow him uh, though, at Nord0723. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. You can follow me as well at Loaf over on Twitter. And you can follow Juan Science, our champion of last week at KBD Cards. Where is Juan in the top ten, Rob? He has to be in the top ten. He's won two weeks so far.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and no, I appreciate the, the kind words, uh, Juan. And I always, I always, uh, enjoy talking to you too. So, so never, never, uh, never worry about being a, being a bother or a nuisance. I, I enjoy it as well. So, um, but yeah, in the overall standings, we got, uh, um, Geek Mill, uh, Jeff Milner mm-hmm. first still 896.8. Uh, Andrew Cooper is creeping up. 893.30 Coupe Fiascos in second Uh-oh. and then Juan is Juan's right there too in third 887.5 my wife has moved up to fourth 875.94 um I'm in fifth 863
0: what? yeah 863.34 hold on hold on, um, hold on hold on hold on hold on <laughs> so, so so Juan's there third wait third place right and yep, he yep. has Cadence giving him all the advice. So <laughs> I'm suspecting that Rob, you are allowing your wife to give you all the advice. Uh, no, you know, for sure. Now, last year, you admitted to me. Uh, last year, you admitted on this Baby Bowl podcast. I, I couldn't. Fi- I can go back and find the episode, but I'm not that diligent. <laughs> that you would sometimes give your wife advice, and then it doesn't pan out. So you got a little scared. You got a little skittish about giving your wife advice, and she would ask you questions. I wonder how that is going this year. She is she still turning to you? Is she reading articles behind your back? Is she listening to every word I say, or is she calling Cadence herself over in Hawaii and asking him for? It? What's how is she doing that? What's going on in the Norton House?
1: I'm thinking. I'm. I mean, I'm going to have to check the the call log. I think she's uh, been calling Cadence, getting the advice. But no, yeah, we still have our uh, our same our same kind of like uh, routine. Uh, so like every pretty much like she does I I kind of tinker with lineups. I'm a tinkerer. So I I I mess with the lineups all week. Um she doesn't even like look at it or think about it until Sunday morning and then we kind of, you know, go over go over the different plays that she has and different players that she has and I'll kind of give her like hey, I like th- this group of guys, you know, we'll go position by position and I'll tell her a bunch of guys that I like and she'll kind of think about it. And uh, basically kind of go just purely off of gut feel, essentially on on those, between those guys that I give her the recommendations on. And then uh, she kind of goes from there. So that's, that's been our uh, process, and it seems to be working out pretty well for her so far.
0: Yeah, but yes, yes, it does. And keeping you out of the doghouse as well. I, yeah. I, I do suggest you stay one behind her, though, Bud. Okay, that's that's a little personal. I've been married 27, 28 years. however. just stay one behind her. All right, don't, don't.
1: That's the thing. I'm trying trying to try my best to stay in that sweet spot where I'm doing well, but just not not too well. You know what I mean? All right,
0: all right. Keep going. Um, well, who, who else is up there?
1: Sixth, we got Chris Chris Dankowski, eight fifty six point one two. Uh seventh, Kevin Tompkins at K Tompkins II eight fifty four point zero six. Eighth, we have at Into the Lab Pod at eight forty five point eight two. Ninth, we have at Britt Flynn, uh eight forty one point three two. And then tenth is uh my buddy Josh Jacobs at Mr. Redick eight thirty four point seven eight. That's you the top are. ten.
0: You always hesitate when you say that. I don't know why, Rob. You always you see, well, I'm
1: always, I'm always thinking to say <laughs> Mr. Ridiculous because that's what he, that's what, like his, uh, his, his a lot of his like usernames on different things are Mr. Ridiculous, and then so I'm, I'm, I'm like going to say Mr. Ridiculous, and then I have to remember that on Twitter he cuts it off after the C, so yeah. <laughs> and it throws me off every time because every other username he has is Mr. Ridiculous everywhere.
0: Very creative. Very creative. Yeah, uh, I am. Yeah, yeah, this is a family show. This is a family show. Uh, a great who's who of people on that Twitter uh, or on that uh, leaderboard as well there for Baby Bowl. So it is awesome to hear those names people that we see floating around there, people that have come back to the Baby Bowl, new people that have joined the Baby Bowl this year. Awesome to see that. Appreciate you guys so much for participating in this. And Rob, there's something that I've been thinking about that's not very far away. We're in week eight number right now, we put week seven behind us. We moved on to week eight, just like New England Patriots and Bill Belichick had. You know, on to week eight, right? Mm-hmm. Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. I yeah. mean, sign-ups are, are – it'll be Christmas before we know it. I mean, it, it's already going to be Halloween, then it just starts moving so fast. So please put the yeah. baseball Bowl playoffs on your radar for us, okay? Do that. We set a record last year with the baseball Bowl playoffs, and then we continue to grow, grow this uh, regular season and everything. And you guys are the reason why. The listeners, the participants, all those people, you guys have, have looked at this and you said, this is pretty fun. You know, This is pretty neat. It's a new new way to play fantasy football a little bit. And so we appreciate the efforts that you guys have had in spreading that word. And and so we just encourage you to continue to do that. And I'm putting it on the radar already. Baseball playoffs, sign up, start sometime at, what in, in late December, early January, somewhere in that neighborhood.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to try to get it up earlier than usual uh we'll see how that goes though i mean (laughs) but yeah it'll be uh, definitely as the season starts winding down i'm going to try to get it opened up and as soon as they open up pretty much i'm going to try to open up and start recruiting people and and uh that way make it easier on myself come come uh, sign up time and collection and everything else you like that too you you're
2: participating in the baby bowl playoffs last year right Juan? Oh yeah you know what the baby bowl playoffs did for me i lost My butt on all of my fantasy teams, and I got to play the Baby Bowl playoffs at least. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's good. That's good. All right. Hey, let's get into this week eight games. And we're going to look for Baby Bowl booms, just like we always do, and Baby Bowl busts. So as we talk about these games, if there's somebody that you really don't want to play this week, or if there's somebody that you really want to play this week, we'll call them Baby Bowl booms and Baby Bowl Uh, busts. It's a catchy little phrase that I came up with. That's why I am the star of the show. The first game is Carolina at Atlanta, right? I'm the right week here, yeah, I'm in the right week. All right, Carolina, Atlanta. This game total is 41 points. Rob, after Atlanta won uh lost tremendously last week, and Carolina won, that just seems really weird to me to be able to say something like that. Carolina beat Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay lost two games in a row. They're barely squeaking by right now on Thursday night against Baltimore. Uh, it looks like they might lose this game to me. I mean that uh, when I start talking about Tom Brady, and I watched him tonight, he he looks off. You know, it just the, the passes are a little bit too deep. The passes are a little bit too short. He's still got the grasp of the line of scrimmage. I don't know if that's age catching up to him, worry, stress, whatever it is. He's, he's, his, his passes aren't as perfect as they used to be. What What is wrong with Tom Brady, Rob?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it's just the... Fact that you know, obviously he's getting older at this point. I mean, he can't keep doing it <laughs> forever, and um, you know, we we kind of just get so accustomed to it as he's been so good. So um, it's it's kind of a shocker when it does start to fall off a little bit. But I think part of it is age. I think part of it is, I think the weapons. Um, you know, like last year he had Gronk and AB. Um, I think people oh, yeah. underestimate how much how much those guys kind of meant out there, uh, and also, you know. Um, Mike Evans was uh, missing one of the game. He got suspended one game, and then Chris Godwin's coming back from a major injury. He's been banged up this year as well, and, and I just don't think Chris Godwin's fully back to being full Chris Godwin yet. So, you know, we got a lot of lot of lot of injuries in uh, in the weapons and things like that, and plus the offensive line too. I think the combination of that and making him get out get the ball out quicker, just all the all those things added up, it uh, is kind of a, a cumulative effect there.
0: I, I really think he made a two year commitment one to playing football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I know we've heard these things about him wanting to play until he's 100 or whatever it was. But I think he made a two-year commitment. You think about Bruce Arians retiring and leaving. You know. You think about uh, Gronkowski retiring at the end of last year. He, Tom Brady retired, and he got a contract to, to announce football, to be an announcer on football. Then he came back. But his wife said, hey, buddy, <laughs> that, that doesn't seem like the agreement there. I, I almost think that he I, I don't know what I don't know what the deal is, Juan, with that. But it seems like his two year commitment window has opened up and, and stretched out a little bit further for some reason.
2: Right. I, I got a text from my friend that I collect card today, and he said, save all your Kyle Trask cards. Just so gave Brady an ultimatum, retire or divorce. <laughs> <laughs> It just like, it cracked me up because honestly, the whole quarterback class that we all thought these quarterbacks were going to do decent, it just seems like they're all kind of struggling and, but I don't know. I think just it's time, time. They got to come back around. You think you'd want that, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, you think so? Hey, uh, you picked on the Atlanta Falcons secondary last week with your chase and with your Burrow stack up. Is this a week that we want to even think about playing a P.J. Walker or we don't have to go that far down deep into the quarterback doldrums or, or at a, and like a D.J. Moore to tear up that Atlanta Falcon secondary again, Juan?
2: Um, I'm personally, I'm going more on one of my fantasy teams. I wouldn't probably go for PJ Walker, but I think more at least is going to get the opportunities and hopefully, you know, get a couple shots in the end zone and that should be sufficient for me, I think, but. Yeah, that's what I was going for. This I think he's more.
0: a. I think he's a. Yeah, I think he's a baby bowl boom possibility there against that Atlanta Falcons. What about the running back situation, Rob? In this game, we don't really have anybody from the Atlanta Falcons, but we might have Deontay Foreman being the only running back there. I think that uh, the other guy, Tuba Tuba Hubbard, is a little bit banged up this week, so it's a Foreman week. Is he a baby bowl boom candidate?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't necessarily love Foreman, but obviously he uh, did pretty well last week. And uh, especially if Chuba Hubbard is banged up or, you know, if Chuba Hubbard is, you know, out even, um, then that could give a lot more work to Foreman. And, um, you know, we want to always, you know, look at look at places that we can take advantage of running back plays where they may not be getting as much volume moving forward. And Foreman may be one of those guys. So, yeah, he's a, definitely a viable baby boom player. Uh, Baby, baby ball boom this week.
0: <laughs> I got the baby, <laughs> the baby ball boom. Uh, do like you <laughs> do you think that there's anybody in the Atlanta team that we would want to play this week, Rob?
1: Wow, it's tough. Um, man, I love, I I really do love Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Um, it's just, I I don't, I don't. I don't think uh, I don't think Arthur Smith does. And I don't think he I just don't think he likes fun in general either. So it's just he just likes to run the ball 45 times despite being if they're even if they're down. So I don't know. It's I I want to say London and and Pitts because but I don't think you can do it yet until they start proving they are going to throw the ball a little bit more.
0: Uh, 12, 12 passes a game ain't going to do it for me. Chicago yes. Bears at the Dallas Cowboys, Juan. My Bears beat the New England Patriots last week. On a short week, they're going to Dallas. On, <laughs> on a short week, the Dallas Cowboy defense is just licking their chops, I think, with the Chicago Bears coming into there. Yeah, Bears are riding high right now. Are we, can we play any Bears against this Dallas defense, one? or are these guys all just going to be
2: baby bull busts? I'm saying bust for sure. Okay. I, I'm not going for it. I have David Montgomery in a couple of of uh, my fantasy teams and I'm benching him this week for sure.
0: Okay. All right. I understand that Justin Fields looks like he's coming around a little bit, but I don't trust him this week in the Dallas defense, Rob. This is one of those weeks where I wish that we could pick between the defense or a tight end because I would take the Dallas Cowboy defense this week completely. Hey, I, 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 Ezekiel Elliott, not practicing this week. Might be out. We got to play Tony Pollard if we still haven't to played Tony Pollard yet. Right, Rob? It doesn't matter who he's going up against. We've got to play Tony Pollard if he's all alone.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think if if Zeke if Zeke does get ruled out this week, which it's looking more and more likely, it's I think Tony Pollard is going to turn out to be one of the most popular players, both DraftKings and 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 Baby Bowl. Um, so you know, Tony Pollard is one of those guys that's like a really talented back that we've always wanted to get the workload, and he's always been good and and efficient with a limited workload. So. Yeah, with a full workload, this is the, that's definitely the time. And especially because the, the Zeke injury, you know, it's kind of ambiguous. You don't know if it's gonna, like, if it's gonna be, um, long term or not. So you, you're just gonna want to get him in there when you can.
0: And they're favored by nine and a half this week. And I I really don't know how the Bears are going to rebound off of that victory in New England. That may have been a, a short-term Super Bowl for a young team right now. So I think that Dallas is going to be able to handle them really, really easily. And it seems like Dak Prescott's uh, turning into maybe a game manager from the things that I've read about Dak Prescott uh, with his time on the sidelines whenever, whenever he was injured. Las Vegas Raiders versus the New Orleans Saints. This game total is one of the highest ones of the week. 49 and a half points for this one right here. Here. And and I I went out and picked up the Las Vegas Raider defense a couple of weeks ago, Juan, whenever they were on bye or the week they, they came off of bye week. And this was one of those opportunities that I saw down the road for them a little bit because it didn't matter to me who was quarterback. There's always the potential for turnovers here uh, for the Raiders. I think that this could be another big boom week for for Josh Jacobs, if you haven't played him yet, uh, Derek Carr. I, I don't know about the wide receivers though. If Devontae Adams is good in that against that secondary, what, who do you look at maybe for these Raiders? One
2: for the Raiders. I I honestly haven't trusted Derek Carr or uh, uh, Devontae Adams this season at all. But mm-hmm. I have a sneaky feeling that they're going to come around, even a little Waller Waller action if he's not injured. I'm 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 thinking Waller this weekend. Okay. I can
0: see that. As far as one, what about the New Orleans Saints? I love the Kamara spot here. If I'm looking for Kamara, you know, uh, they they and the Raiders give up the most DraftKings points to quarterbacks. And that is an Andy Dalton written all over it. I don't know if I want to go down to an Andy Dalton, but I know he likes to dump it off to Kamara left and right all the time. It feels like and so I'm kind of thinking I might want to play Kamara if I haven't played Kamara already.
2: Right. What's the the Raiders defense? Is, are they 32nd against the pass, something like that? I, I know they're kind of high up there, but um, I think Olave and Michael Thomas coming back, Kamara is going to be open up as well because they're going to be focused on those two receivers, and that's going to give plenty of chances for Kamara. So I agree with you. I think it's going to be a big game for him.
0: Okay. What about you, Rob? Who do you look at for a baby bull boom or bust out of this game?
1: Yeah, I like Kamara a lot. Um... Especially, you know, it sounds like Andy Dalton's still going to be, uh, quarterbacking. So that, um, definitely makes me, um, more interested in, uh, in Kamara because, uh, yeah. Jameis is a guy that's kind of pushes it downfield more than, uh, Dalton does. Um, and Dalton will check down a little bit more than Winston will. So, uh, Kamara's target share should still be up there, especially too without, uh, Michael Thomas. Um, and uh looks like Jarvis Landry probably won't be there either. Uh, so, so yeah, you know, I would, I would definitely try to use Kamara uh, while you can without those guys. Uh, Cause he always ticks up in target share. So yeah, I would, uh, he's my favorite out of all of them.
2: I, I Sorry, I'm Michael really... Thomas was out. Sorry. Or was it? Yeah. No, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: He is, and I think wow. he's out because the trade day, trade trade deadline is coming up rather quickly for the NFL, and a lot of people are getting <laughs> moved around a lot here uh, recently. And so I, you know, who is it? Uh, T- Tony. Tony got traded today from the Giants over to the Chiefs. That's a big news. Did you guys get any shares of him in any of your fantasy teams, real quick?
2: I sure did. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Me too. I got, I, I got a couple. I got a couple,
1: uh, I got a couple, a couple shares. So.
0: <laughs> it it seems funny. He, my my daughter was saying, you know, cuz she's a Chiefs fan, but she's not uh, she doesn't know all the names of all the NFL players yet. So she's like, "Who's Kadarius Tony?" And I'm trying to think of how to relate it to her as a teenager and everything. I said, "Well, honestly, he he may be a poor man's Tyreek Hill. I don't know that he's as fast as Tyreek Hill, but his elusiveness might be a little bit better in in short yardage situations or in close-knit situations. Rob did I did I explain that right to her?"
1: I think so because I mean when I saw him the the uh, game last year against the Cowboys the only the game moves, we've seen him play by <laughs> the way that's the only I game know. we've seen him play <laughs> I know pretty much at this point anyway. but I mean that even just that limited time when just seeing the way he moved the the moves that he was putting on grown men defenders like it was I mean it was pretty ridiculous it was almost like No, it was almost like nobody else I've ever really seen. So, like that's what drew me to him instantly. Like, cause I wasn't really high on him before that. But then when I saw him in game action and what he did to defenders like that, um, yeah, I was I was sold at that point. And I just want to see him healthy and playing a lot of snaps.
0: I think it was the red shoes for me. I, I really like the red yeah. shoes. Uh, I got to mention one name here, too, on a Baby Bowl Boom possibility, because we tied in is one of those situations that get a little bit uh, you know, thin really fast, and we're here in week eight. Jawan Johnson, I believe that's how you say his name, tied in for the— uh, New Orleans Saints, Las Vegas Raiders give up like the fifth or fourth most points on DraftKings to tight ends. So I think that maybe a Juwan Johnson, if you want to play him, can play. He did real well in tight end week last week, Rob. Tight end week altogether was kind of a, a flub, a failure, even though they mentioned it a million times in every single game. But <laughs> they, they just weren't catching a lot of touchdowns last week at all.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. Um, it seemed like the uh, the the Chiefs uh, Niners won kind of was nice it was a, I mean but that's obviously two of the elite tight ends but but yeah it wasn't it wasn't uh all it was hyped up to be
0: he caught two touchdowns last week, though, on Thursday night to start off the week, so maybe he'll keep oh, that hot streak alive. And it is Andy Dalton, and he, he can have a tendency to really zero in on a receiver. Plus, they don't have anybody else to really receive the ball. Uh, next one, Miami Dolphins at the Detroit Lions, One, This one is the big game. 51 and a half points right here. This is a shoot out This is a Tua tug of a I know you got to have a Tua tug of a jersey somewhere in that house. I, I, I would suspect, Ron, uh, Juan, uh, over there. Do you expect this game to be a huge shootout game? Or do you think the Detroit Lions are going to kind of bring the Miami Dolphins down to earth? They didn't play that well last, last time we saw Miami Dolphins play.
2: Right. You know when you get all excited that there's going to be this big old game and it's going to be a shootout. And then all of a sudden it's like 3-6 on the third quarter and nothing's <laughs> happening. I hope that doesn't happen. But you know what? I think Tua, I know a lot of people are kind of still talking down Tua. But I think that, guy, that kid's great, man. He's doing so much stuff. He's I, in my opinion, he's getting a lot of trash talked about him, and he's still going out there and playing football.
0: Okay, so. I, I I agree. I, I agree with you. I think he's still playing. But I was really rooting for him too, coming off that injury and everything last week. I was terrified. I was scared to death though watching him play quarterback. I was like, oh, please don't hit Tua. Don't hit. And then he and then he ended up roll, rolling out to the right or something like that and taking a shot. And I'm like, Tua, what are you doing, man? That's this is Tua in a nutshell though, Rob. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it's interesting with (laughs) with Tua but yeah I mean I this this week though with Tua um definitely love him uh anytime you can get the uh the Lions I mean it's a it's a great matchup and at Detroit too in a dome and Jared Goff plays seems to play much better in a dome and at home so hopefully he can kind of push the pace more as well and uh make this one a shootout not not do you know like Juan said and next thing you know look up six three halftime it's not what we want in this one
0: Juan you can only pick one baby Bowl boom player out of this out of this game for the Miami Dolphins would you pick Tua would you pick Raheem Mostart would you pick Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle I'll leave just off the table I won't even
2: give you that option I'm going with Jalen Waddle this weekend okay. I think he's coming up big this weekend. I don't know I do a lot of, like, me and my son, when we always pick, we go off of feelings, you know, and, like, we know the stats and stuff, too, but I just, there's sometimes you get that feeling about a player, and I think Jalen Waddell's going to go off this weekend.
0: Oh, that's a Juan feeling. That's I, I'm going to take that as a cadence feeling more than a Juan feeling. That's what i would going to take it as a cadence feeling. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we can accept Bob, that. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I love Raheem Mostart in DraftKings this week. Fifty nine hundred against the Detroit Lions defense that doesn't seem to be able to stop the run very well. Uh, am I? Am I sniffing? Are you smelling what I'm sniffing? Or no, sniffing what I'm cooking? I don't know how to say. That.
1: <laughs> I'm 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 smelling it. So yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's uh, I like it a lot. I like it a lot, uh, especially on DraftKings. Uh, I'll probably have him borderline top ten, top twelve. Um, just overall, and you know, he's only 5,900 on DraftKings, and in that offensive environment against that team, um, he's been getting like all the work. Uh, early on, it was, uh, you know, kind of a split, it was kind of favored Edmonds early in the season a little bit, and then, um, you know, past couple weeks, he's been getting like, he's been, been used like a workhorse pretty much and using the passing game more than he ever has. So, yeah, I, I love, uh, Raheem Mostar. Uh, this week and uh, in Baby Bowl and DraftKings.
0: Okay, uh, for the Detroit side, uh, yes. If you haven't started Jared Goff yet, might be the week to do it. I don't know. I don't know when the week to do, start Jared Goff is. But if Amon Rossay Brown is not healthy, if he doesn't get back in that game action, maybe it's a TJ Hawkinson week. I'm not sure if any of the other wide receivers have really stepped up to the plate in this high scoring affair. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put this name out there. And and we, by the way, we do have a, a healthy DeAndre Swift. It looks like so maybe you want to play him if you haven't played him in the baby bowl yet because he always has a potential to boom. But Williams had a little fumble right us there halfway through the season Jamal williams maybe he's maybe he's running out of gas in the tank, right and so if you're looking and you're desperate for redraft, Uh, purposes. Craig Reynolds might be a name you want to put on your board. I know it's hard to do it during bye weeks to juggle some of those running backs that have potential to take over some things, but if Jamal Williams does run out of some gas, we know the injury history of of Swift. I'm just going to put Craig Reynolds on our radar for us. New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Looks like a a get-right game to me, Juan, for the New England Patriots against those Jets, especially after the big injury that happened to them this past week. I don't think think Robinson's going to be able to play with them very much. He's still a little bit banged up, too, are you looking at any baby bowl booms in this game at all Juan? uh
2: not i can't say i am actually i think it's going to be a hard-fought game on the defensive line and back and forth so i don't i'm staying away from this one personally myself sorry
0: <laughs> no 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 i agree with you i that's i think that a lot of busts are in this game what about you rob do you, can you single out anybody that you would want to use other than maybe uh uh a, a stevenson or somebody like that
1: yeah this one's tough. Um... Yeah, Stevenson's kind of probably the best, uh, just um, from a, a raw point total kind of play, uh, for, for baby bowl purposes. Um, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to DraftKings, I actually do kind of like the play of, um, Garrett Wilson just because, um, Elijah Moore has been in the doghouse. Corey Davis is, is banged up. Um, I know that Zach Wilson hasn't been that great, uh, but they've been, uh, you know, Doing better as an offense and just in general than as a team than than people expected and kind of almost like Garrett Wilson last man standing right now and um, they, they he's 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 flashed earlier in the year he's shown some big big upside I mean I wish we had our guy Flacco back there I'd be yeah. well I'd be more confident honestly but but Garrett Wilson could be uh, in a situation where he's got to step up some more
0: our guy, huh? Okay. All right. I like that. Our guy. No, I even mentioned that to Pierre. Honestly, when I was looking at this, cause it's Zappy or Mac Jones, I don't know which one's going to play and who knows who's going to play after the first quarter. I don't know. But then I mentioned, I said, you know, who knows about the other quarterbacks too? Cause if Wilson keeps not being very efficient, I, mean, I guess he is efficient at handing the ball off, but now he's going to have to step up to the plate. It may be a situation where they do turn back to Flacco a little bit because they can't. Necessarily depend on the ground and pound game anymore, and maybe Joe Flacco's out there on a waiver wire. Hey, I don't know. know. I've said I've said crazier things, right? I've said crazier things on here, Rob, (laughs) and it comes to fruition.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Hey, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. It sounds like a big rivalry game to me, but Juan, those Philadelphia Eagles are just something special. This game total is at 43. The Philadelphia Eagles are favored by 10.5 points. That would usually mean this is a great spot for like a Miles Sanders for a running back or something like that. But in this Eagles offense, that's maybe a great spot for Jalen Hurts, Juan. Who are you looking at for a baby boom boom for the Philadelphia Eagles side?
2: Well, as much as I hate to say it, I'm playing Jalen Hurts in two leagues this week. But Uh-oh. he's going to go off, I believe, because that always happens against me. But I am I got Jalen Hurts in a couple of DKs I'm doing. I went high on him because I think he's going to go off.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you said that because <laughs> that's just how fantasy goes, man. If you see yeah. the name lined up behind it, so that may mean a great Philadelphia Eagle Jalen Hurts week. Uh, from Pittsburgh side, I don't think we could trust anybody over there. Juan, do you?
2: And I was waiting for Najee to come back around and, you know, do some more, but I don't, maybe Fairmuth, you know, as a tight end option, the tight ends okay. are kind of dead right now, but I would probably go for him if I needed him on a, for my waivers or something, but I don't know. I, I'm not trusting it that much either.
0: Yeah, I, I, this Eagles defense is so tough, Rob. Uh, week in and week out, it's hard to trust any de- offense against them. Especially coming off a of bye week, I think they'll take this game seriously because it feels like they've been feels like the Eagles have been off forever. And this looks like a cakewalk kind of a game for them. And, and you just you you can't do that in the NFL. You just can't not play. You know, always the first game after preseason is really tough. And I feel like that's kind of what this game is: is a preseason game to those Eagles.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, the Eagles have been playing playing incredible um and the defense has been awesome uh you know that's it's it's gonna be a, a tough one for for pittsburgh
0: okay uh, any any clarification on which wide receiver to start it wouldn't matter just if you wanted to take a chance on this or are you looking to wait maybe wait until the eagles have to get, get in a run them up shoot them out game
1: are you talking about the the eagles wide receivers yeah 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 um yeah it's 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 tough. I guess either either side really was would be tough to call at this point but but yeah with the Eagles guys um I mean I do prefer AJ Brown if you just have to pick one uh but um I mean I like DeVonte Smith too and you know it seems like it kind of varies from week to week and both have had really great weeks both have had down weeks so um I've been I think in d- baby ball I've been kind of holding on to each of them and uh probably and trying to see if like you know maybe one week that uh, one of them is you know missing a week or something and and uh, I'll use that other one in that week or something like that so that's kind of where I'm at with them Beep.
0: The Baby Bowl podcast would like to alert you that the Derrick Henry uh, freight train is about to run all over the Houston Texans <laughs> in this next game. And while uh, I think that this is a game that if you have not played Derrick Henry yet in the Baby Bowl, you could do so in this one. I know the, the Tennessee Titans are only favored by two and a half over the Houston Texans. This game totals at 40 and a half. But we have a banged up Ryan Tannehill. Even if he wasn't banged up, he didn't have anybody to throw it to anyway. And I... The Houston Texans give up so much yardage on the ground to their opponents. It just looks like a smash spot for Derrick Henry if you haven't played him yet.
2: Yeah, I got to agree with you on that. I, um, I'm i kind of sneaky. Uh, Malik Willis getting his shot here pretty soon, you know, mm-hmm. Matt, if uh, Tannehill goes down or something. But uh, I like that kid. I think he's going to turn out to be something great.
0: Uh, he's he's so mobile. I remember watching him in the preseason, going, okay. All right. We got a little Michael Vick action going on here. So I I, I agree with you. I like him as well. From the Houston Texans part of things, Davis Mill, my guy, Davis Mill, Rob, finally started throwing the ball around a little bit, but it wasn't to anybody that I recognized very well. You know, all (laughs) the names that that were on there. I was like, okay, all right, this isn't my guy. I drafted Cooks, and and I'm not getting anything out of Cooks. Davis Mill, why aren't you? I I wonder what's going on with Cooks. I have no idea, Rob. But do you see any of these Texans that you think could just have a good baby bowl boom against a, what I want to say, a tennessee titan defense that's tougher than what people think they are and if their leader ryan Tannehill is injured i think they're going to bow up a little bit stronger because they know they got to play a little bit harder to me
1: yeah um i i actually do like uh i do like um Brandon cooks a good amount uh okay. i don't know if it's just I've always liked Brandon Cooks, but like he, he's he's still getting a good target share. Uh, he's still running a ton of routes. Um, they're playing at Houston, I believe, so in a dome uh, should help help passing games of both sides. I think the Titans, the Titans have been a decent overall defense, but I think their secondary has been the weakest part of it. I think they have, um, I think they have like allowed like the fifth most fantasy points or somewhere in that range. Um, to wide receivers. So I I, I can see uh, Brandon Cooks having a good week this week.
0: Okay. Uh, Chris Moore, Philip Dorsett, those guys were both uh, pretty effective last week. I'm not going to say that you got to play those guys in baby bowl, but at some point last year, I was looking at the wide receivers going, oh, boy. There's no, And so if Nico Collins is out, which it looks like he hasn't practiced very much this week, if he's practiced at all, keep an eye on that injury report. But maybe a Chris Moore or a Philip Dorsett. If, I, I don't want to say, you know, but at some point you got to start putting people in there so you can make sure you still have some wide receivers left by the end of the season. So I'm going to mention those names, Rob, and I hope you don't hate me for it.
1: Yeah, it's, it could. I mean, they really could. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, I don't hate you for it.
0: Okay, well, good. New York Giants at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks, that defense may be coming back around a little bit, guys. I'm not going to say they're, you know, the Seattle Seahawks of old, but they may be coming back around a little bit. And this week, I would love, I would just absolutely love to play me a little bit of the New York Giant action. You know, Saquon Barkley looks really, really strong, and I I can't go away from him if I haven't played him in baseball because he could have a huge baseball boom week, uh, uh, one, if going against the Seattle Seahawks defense. But to me, I don't. I don't know about the wide receiving core. I don't know about the quarterbacks anymore. Uh, Do you think that you would rather play Saquon or somebody else from the New York Giants?
2: Um, I think I'd be really happy with just Saquon. Uh, Daniel Jones, he he does get points with his feet and rushing and stuff. And occasionally I feel like he is making good passes, but... I don't. I don't trust that this weekend. I think Saquon's going
0: off. Yeah, and Daniel Bellinger's out. He's he's got an eye issue going on, and I just don't know who. I I don't know how. Uh, I, I don't know how Daniel Jones gets it done each week, Rob. I know from a fantasy fantasy perspective, like Juan says, he does it with his feet, gets rushing touchdowns. I guess that could be there this week as well, but I think it's more of a Saquon week, don't you, Rob?
1: Yeah, I definitely like Saquon a lot. I do like Daniel Jones as well, but um, I definitely love Saquon this week.
0: Okay. Uh, from the Seattle Seahawks side of things, Geno Smith, we talked about him going into this season. We talked about how good he was and how much we liked him, possibly even possibly being a, a good pickup there and in, in different things. Uh, and, and this this week, though, DK Metcalf might not play, right? he he's a mm-hmm. little banked up, a little injury, so he might not play. They're being real cloudy up there in Seattle right now about that information. So are you looking to play anybody else from that besides Kenneth Walker, of course, we're going to play Kenneth Walker. If you haven't played Kenneth Walker yet, uh, unless you think that it might not be a good week for that one, Rob.
1: Yeah. I think Kenneth Walker is perfectly fine uh, yeah. this week. Um, there's just, I don't know if I'll play him this week, just because there seems like there's so many good <laughs> running back plays that right. I want to play. Um, so it's tough to get them all in there, but, but yeah, he's a, he's perfectly, he's a great play as well this week. And um, yeah, DK, Seems trending like he's not going to play. Uh, maybe, maybe it could be uh, a time to uh, use Lockett if you haven't yet. Cause, you know, they're, they're kind of a group like, like uh, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith where you, it seems like each week you may pick the wrong one. So, um, wait until one of them's out and, and use the other. So Lockett could be a, a, a good play in Baby Bowl this week.
0: Uh, New York Giants are ninth in the league in giving up points to tight ends. So maybe a Will Disley, maybe a Noah Fant. I think Will Disley is getting more of the Geno Smith eye. You know, Geno Smith's got that eye for the tight end of – uh, that, that didn't sound right at all, did I? Will Disley. I didn't, that didn't, mean, that didn't mean that. San Francisco <laughs> at Los Angeles Rams. This game totals at forty two and a half. and uh, a San Francisco has Los Angeles' number. Los Angeles coming off of a bye week. San Francisco needs a victory. They've lost two games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty bad ones, too. It feels like they didn't have a shot in Atlanta. They didn't have a shot last week against Kansas City. They got to get right. But, man, going against the Rams after a bye week, it just doesn't seem like the right place for San Francisco this week, Juan
2: no no I I think the Rams get right this weekend honestly again in my opinion okay they gotta get right or they're not they're not looking good do
0: Sorry. we wait a couple of weeks to get CMC more acclimated to San Francisco or would you roll
2: him out there right now this week Oh I'll roll CMC I'm going I would CMC for sure.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that made it easy. What about you, Rob? Are you looking uh, at a CMC this week or would you hold off on of them? I guess you'll you'll roll with them anytime.
1: Oh, I roll with them anytime. I love oh, CMC. wait, no, no. Always. No. I,
0: I've already answered. I've, wait, hold on. Let me do my best Rob Norton impression. Well, let me see. This game is in a dome, which I really like that. It's going against the Rams on turf. So I, I yeah, I see how you are. I know. I said, Daryl Henderson, <laughs> Henderson is a guy, though, that I'm curious about. That San Francisco defense has always been one that has been good and tough against the run. They're no good against the pass. Maybe it's an Allen Robinson week. I know it's always a Cooper Cup week, but maybe maybe it's the passing offense getting a, getting right this week instead of trying to trust a Daryl Henderson on the Rams side of things, Rob.
1: Yeah, um, I'm so torn on Henderson. Because obviously Cam Akers in a situation where it doesn't look like he's going to play again for them. So like, you know, Henderson has shown in the past that he can be a workhorse kind of guy for them, get a lot of touches and be um, a viable fantasy player. So like from that standpoint, I like him, but I don't love the matchup against San Fran and, I, and they haven't been just as good of an offense in general. So um, it's definitely something that i'm really torn on and also I, I don't know if like uh kyron williams when he starts coming back if the, you know there's been you know rumors that he might get more of a workload too so it's interesting there but yeah obviously like you said cooper cup any week alan robinson is interesting um i i don't know you know he's
2: coming around
1: he's coming around a little bit um and i think van i think van jefferson might be back oh, this yeah, week yeah 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 um so I don't know if that I mean that I think I I, I want to say, you know, most of the time when, when guys come back like that and take some target share, it hurts guys. But I mean, Allen Robinson hasn't been that great this year, obviously. So I don't know if maybe that could help a little bit because Van is kind of more of a take the top off kind of guy, deep threat kind of guy, almost like he opens up the offense a little bit. So I don't know if that's going to be like a, a kind of a key aspect, just unlocking the offense as a whole that they haven't had that aspect this year. Because, I mean, Allen Robinson's not a take the top off guy. Uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, he can do it, but he's more of an intermediate guy, yards after catch kind of guy. He's not a guy that's really gonna just like totally stretch the field. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe a return, if, if Van is healthy enough and and get back to what he's been doing, maybe that can uh, just unlock the offensive of hole and and be a a, a boost to uh, Allen Robinson too.
0: I agree. Allen Robinson's got a lot of red zone targets, so I don't think that mm-hmm. that's gonna go away anytime soon either. So I, that's good. Uh, not good for uh, Tyler Higby owner. So because <laughs> once once that opens up a little bit more, like you said, I think that that hurts Tyler Higby's target share a little bit more than than Allen Robinson's because they they just love to pass the ball. But Tyler Higby always seems to take like the, the lesser of all those things. They they need to keep him in there to pass protect too or something. Yeah, I don't know how that works out. Uh, that's that's Goopy Fiasco's uh, cup of tea right there. But they they need to protect. Matthew Stafford, and give him a little bit of time to hit those wide receivers that are running out there. Scoronic, too, man. They, they, they got it all right there. I just don't know why they're not getting it. Washington Commanders at the Indianapolis Colts. We've got a new quarterback in the league. Ellinger. Ellinger? Ellinger? I don't know. I I, I don't Sam. I'm going to call him Sam, Juan, is what I'm going to call him. Are you? Do you have high hopes for him? This game total is only 39 and a half. This looks like a really bad game, uh, Juan.
2: Yeah, it's kind of one of those things you're just not sure. I mean, the kid's an athlete, obviously. He's in the pros, right? But you just don't know. So I, in a couple places, I pick them up and stash them on my bench just in case he goes off. And I don't want to be that guy scrambling for him on the waiver wire night.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no I understand. Uh but, but if I'm going to play somebody out of this one, it seems like with the young kid back there that I'm going to really in a baby bowl boom week. Maybe maybe I need to concentrate on a Jonathan Taylor if I haven't used him yet. Uh, Naheem Hines is an afterthought there and and with you would think that with a with a rookie quarterback or I know he's not a rookie, but you know, really get his really good taste of first game action here uh, named as a starter and and uh, surpassing Matt Ryan. I would think though they would want to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor at least off Fifty times, don't you? want
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, Jonathan is gonna be running. He's gonna be running, running. But I also like Pittman too because you got to think he, you know, he's a number one. And if is gonna go to someone, he's got to trust. It's gonna be either Taylor or I think Pittman on the right. I'm, I'm, I'm big on Pittman too. I know it's a risky move, but that's where I'm going.
0: Hey, I like it. That's that's a little DraftKings thing. That, you know, that's one thing about having so many different fantasy football options. You can have them in the redrafts. You know, uh, you can ha- play them at Baby Bowl. Then you can play them at DraftKings. And if I'm never like, okay, I don't want to gamble on that guy on Baby Bowl, or I don't want to gamble starting this guy, I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna play him at DraftKings and lose a quarter. That's the way I'll look at it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I do. Rob, the Washington Commanders uh, backfield. All right, we we got the we got Robinson back there. Uh, who, who's the other guy? Who, who's the uh, uh, who was the starter?
1: Gibson. Gibson. Not Gibson. Gibson. Was it Gibson? Gibson? Hey,
0: okay, Gibson. Uh, it Gibson seems like, Robinson, McKissick. Yeah, McKissick. Uh Gibson, though, really seems to be falling into a nice spot there. He put up more fantasy points. It felt like he was more fantasy productive than he had been in a long time last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a roller coaster of the year for him. Obviously, he started out like, you know, in the offseason, it was really down. Then he went up, obviously with Robinson missing time and then Robinson came back and kind of like usurped him and, and took a lot of it. And Gibson was way down playing, uh, offensive environment. It's not a a great, uh, matchup in general. So yeah, I, I don't know. I am kind of steering clear of that, uh, Washington commanders backfield.
0: OK, I understand. And I, I just say that for Gibson. He was out there on a waiver yeah, wire this yeah. week and I, I, I picked him up. I snatched him up. Somebody had dropped him. I was like, OK, well, I understand why you dropped him, but I'm going to grab him. And then he had 15 uh, fantasy points last week and he's got a pretty nice looking schedule coming up. Maybe I, maybe I, he's trade bait because towards the end of the season, it's a it's a tougher one. So maybe he's trade bait. Uh, mm-hmm. we got a couple more games here. Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. This one, this one says, Juan, what I'm looking at here on Odd Sharks, uh, that Buffalo Bills are favored by 110 points. Uh, Juan, is what this says. I, I could see stacking up anybody I want to, playing anybody I want to out of Buffalo, but I, I don't think that there's any baseball booms on the Green Bay side. Do you agree with me, Juan?
2: Yeah, Green Bay side, yeah. I uh, That's rough, right? That Green Bay, I mean, if I'm going to trust anyone, it's going to be Aaron Jones for me. I think Aaron Jones has the best chance of doing anything, but the receivers. I think Lazard's doubtful. Right? Yep. He's not going to be out there. Uh, I mean, do you go with Tanyan Maybe if you need tight end stuff, but I, I don't know. <laughs> not, not against Buffalo. I'm staying away from no. that. I'm against Buffalo, Rob. I, I got to know about Romeo Dobbs. I,
0: Dobbs, Dobbs. I, I, I've I've dropped him in one league, and then I kept him in another league, and it's there was no rhyme or reason for it either way. He gave me a big zero last week, but he's still seeing the targets. I know there's frustration on Aaron Rodgers' side, but I don't want to give up hope yet.
1: Yeah, um, gosh, he's he's been frustrating because like early on it looked like so promising for oh, him, yeah. and uh, yeah, but like you said, I, I mean, I don't want to give up hope either, especially because Lazard Lazard may be out, um, so I mean, he he may be really really relied upon. Uh, more than more than Rodgers may want at this point but but yeah so I wouldn't give up hope hope just yet
0: but and then, then I think well he's playing buffalo so I I, mm, I I'm yeah. not going to start him this week anyway <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns Rob I'm going to end this show on a good note for you okay hmm. odd sharks has got the Cleveland Browns projected for 26 points they have okay. the Cincinnati Bengals projected for 20 one points. This game total is at 45. Rob, do you think that that is a good projection by Odd Shark or do you think Cincinnati is just going to be able to throw it all over the Cleveland Browns?
1: Yeah, um I would think that the Bengals should be favored even with losing Chase. Um, I just think they're a better team right now and, you know, the Browns are losing a lot of games they probably really shouldn't be losing and um, you know, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, they hang in there, and Brissett's been serviceable, but I, I honestly think that the, the Bengals can run all over us too. So um, the uh, pretty much every team has run all over the Browns. So I think uh, you know it could be a big Mixon day, could be a big Higgins day, could be a big Boyd day. So uh, <laughs> any of them really. Uh, the Browns defense hasn't been able to stop much so far.
0: I think we're going to see Charlie Brown there, Juan, because he's going to be looking at all the helmets thinking, boy, this is the great pumpkin patch here is what this is. Uh, Charlie Brown is what I think he's going to be looking at. Uh, Do you see anybody from the Cleveland Browns side uh, to be able to play this week, uh, Juan?
2: Uh, Just about any other time I'll play is Nick Chubb. That's probably the only Browns that I'll play consistently. (laughs) You got to know, I think he's going to run. Him and uh, Mixon could have a uh, battle back. I wouldn't like to see that on Monday night.
0: Uh, and they can keep trick-or-treating in all the stands. They could just keep running to go up to people and say trick-or-treat, that kind of thing. Rob, who's the backup running back for the Cleveland Browns if it, Kareem Hunt gets traded?
1: Got to be Dearness Johnson at that point.
0: Yeah. Okay. Worth a speculative ad in, in leagues?
1: Yeah. And, you know, because if if Kareem Hunt does get dealt, then Dearness Johnson probably becomes one of the most valuable uh Upside, like higher upside handcuffs. I mean, we saw him last year, um, come on, and uh, I think it was the, I think it was Juan's Broncos actually um, on Thursday night that the Browns played, and Dearness Johnson, he had a, he had himself a game. So, um, yeah, he was he was he was good in limited uh, sample size. So he uh, he could be really interesting if Kareem Hunt does get out.
0: Okay, that sounds good. I like that. Juan, you did great, my friend. It was a pleasure talking to you again all the way from Hawaii. That is Juan signs at KBD Cards. Good job, Juan.
2: Thanks, guys. I, I really hope I can do a three-peat this season, but I don't know. A lot of good talent out there, so we'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I know you like talking to Juan every week, Rob.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I hope he, uh, gets a three-peat this year too. And, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate Juan for, uh, you know, being so active with the baby bowl, really, uh, really getting involved. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciative that, uh, he, he really enjoys it and is a big part of it. So I appreciate that.
0: You're going to have to reserve a spot for Cadence whenever he becomes of age to be able to join yeah. the baby bulls. What you're going to have to do there. We're going to have two signs. We're going to have two signs, and they'll probably be giving me a bunch of signs, too, as they well, a st- steamroll me each and every week. Rob, I was thinking about <laughs> this. this uh, you know, we do this on Skype or whatever we do this on, and we can call, and we call for free. My, my grandfather, my mother, all the people that I've ever stayed with would have had a fit. And whenever I was younger, if I would have had to call long distance to Hawaii w- twice a month, they would have had a fit, man, <laughs> because I, I it used to be so much money to call long distance. Nowadays, you could just pick up the phone and call whoever, wherever. But I mean, back in the day, I couldn't even call uh, the next county without having a long distance <laughs> bill and getting yelled at for that. Do you remember that, Rob?
1: Yeah, would have been. We, we, I would have uh, would have had to have made sure we hit the nights and weekends pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I still remember that back when uh, I think that was like kind of when I first was getting. Uh, I think I was in high school or maybe middle school or something. And I, w- I first was like wanting to get a cell phone and things like that. And like I remember my dad getting a cell phone and he was talking. He had to make sure he tried to get his calls in on nights and weekends or things like that. And, I still remember, honestly, I still remember him with the pager, with the pager. I remember him walking around with the, he always had his beeper on his, uh, on his, uh, hip. And, uh, he was always checking that thing. <laughs> it was, it was, I was, I was
0: around, I was around before cell phones. Broke. Okay. That's, I was, by well, way back then. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Baby Bowl Podcast, week number eight. Uh, don't forget to follow Rob Norton at Norton0723 over there on Twitter with all the goodies that he has coming out towards the end of the week. And you can follow me as well at Loafinet on Twitter. Don't forget to follow Show at FI today with a little underscore. But more importantly than all those actions, fit Fam, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.